Hi, I'm Regina Boyd, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist and Licensed Mental Health Counselor, and your host of the Connecting Out Loud podcast. Here we talk about connections with our families as they relate to our mental health and Catholic faith, all while connecting you with those you love the most. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Let's dive in. So we all know that couples fall in love easily. They learn about each other and they're constantly obsessed with each other. But as time goes on, they don't put the same effort into getting to know one another. Over time, they realize that they don't really know the other person anymore. We create love maps when we fall in love, but we don't update the map. So when the person wanders off or grows in a different direction, we're still stuck with that same outdated map. Now, wait for a second. What is a love map? What do I mean when I say a love map? If any of you are fans of one of the recent Sherlock series, uh, the BBC version with Benedict Cumberbatch, I'm a huge fan. Um, He talks about having a mind palace in the show and how he only would prioritize certain types of information, reading the newspaper about criminals and crime stories so that he could be the ultimate investigator of solving crimes and different types of mysteries. He only wanted to ingest information that was going to potentially be helpful for him to solve a crime at some point in the future. And I kind of think of this concept when I think of a love map. A love map is being able to understand the inner world of your partner. It's making room for them, some type of psychological space for their world. What are their favorite foods, their favorite people? What are their favorite restaurants? And all of those things that we sort of have mapped out in our minds about the inner psychological world of our partner and how much room and space do we create for that in our own mental space, in our own capacities. And how easily are we able to retrieve that information? So it's kind of Sherlock style of our spouses. And I see this all the time in couples who have great relationships. I also see this in couples who are newer in their relationships, maybe a newlywed couple or an engaged couple. They are solid. They are so good at love maps. So How do we handle this? What happens if you feel like you're in a situation where you're thinking through some things and you're like, I'm not really sure if I have a good love map of my beloved or not. How do I know? Well, the first thing you need to do is update the love map. How do you do this? First of all, it's really easy and I'm going to tell you why. Um, There's lots of benefits to making sure you update that old information you want improved sexual intimacy in your relationship, love maps help with that. If you want um, a shared vision, purpose, and interest in your relationship, love maps help with that. It also just in general lays the foundation for a strong relationship. So like I said before, a love map is mental real estate for your partner. It is creating space for them in your mind. And you did this when you first met. You were up all night talking about all of your favorite things. You were just absorbing every single thing you could about your beloved and wanting to learn about them and knowing every little detail of their life. And as you learned more about each other, you were laying that map. You were drawing out a detailed map of their life and everything about them. But the problem is, is sometimes we don't update our maps. 
you are a different person now than you were at 10 years old. You're a different person now than you were at 20 years old. You're a different person at 30 and at 40, etc. And there are the way you get there, the way you have that developed love map is by asking questions that allow your mental image or map to be robust, to be rich and detailed and big, and to continue to be in tune with that as people grow and change over time. Because you're not that same person that you were at 10, 20, 30 years old, that means that your beloved needs to be attentive to updating that information and that love map about you because you are a different person. So when couples kind of come to me or you hear couples in general say, oh, we grew apart or they're not the same person I knew when we first met. Well, that's actually very true. They're not the same person. And part of the reason why you grew apart was because you didn't update the love maps. And I see this time and time again. It's something as simple as that. What does it do in your own relationship, in your own marriage? Uh, Dr. John Gottman has this uh, theory of relationships called the Sound Relationship House. And at, and when I took his courses, his trainings, uh, they talk about the Sound Relationship House. And there's looking at your relationship as if it's a house. And there's foundations and levels and stories to the house of how you build your relationship and have a really satisfying, ultimately happy relationship. And then the foundational layer in the sound relationship house is the love maps. It's part of the first three layers of the house that all have to do with the friendship. And it is so integral to having a solid foundation for your relationship is being able to know the inner world of your partners. And that's why I wanted to share this with you guys today, because I feel like people get a little complacent, especially the longer they're in a relationship. We just kind of take for granted. We assume, oh yeah, I already know everything about them. And we, we rest back and we lean back and we relax because we assume we've already done all that hard work up front. Like I said, newlywed couples, engaged couples, they are awesome and they are strong in the love map category because they've done all the hard work and everything is just burned and etched into their minds at that point. And as over time in a relationship after marriage, years into marriage, we sort of rely on that information as if we've, oh, you know, been there, done that. I already know all of this and can can become complacent in it. And we don't realize that our beloved is growing and changing over time based on whatever might be happening in our relationship. And so... Um, making sure we keep that foundation strong and and that there's no cracks in the foundation so that our house, our sound relationship house can continue to stand strong and be sound. So for our mental wellness portion of the podcast today, I want to talk about uh, your mental wellness tip. I just want to give you some practical tools on how to get started with the love maps in a way that you can do this with your spouse, how you can approach it. So first I would say, let your beloved know that you want to plan a special evening doing something they love and discuss things that they care about. I mean, come on, who can't buy into that? You want to do something that I love and something that you want to talk about something that I care about? Okay, I'm listening. My ears are paying attention. Pick an activity they love and ask them if you can do it with them, either during that activity or afterwards, talk about the things that are most important to them. So it could be anything like, 
football, to cooking, to embroidery, whatever it is that's important to them, you want to talk to them. And if you want, pick a subject that you can ask even more about, maybe something that you're curious about that you'd want to ask questions to get them talking and taking turns. Here's the interesting thing with the love maps. There's um, a great app. If you um, are technologically savvy, there's an app called the Gottman Card Decks app, card decks, like as if a deck of cards. And in that app, they have different sections that you can click on. And one of the sections is the love deck, the love card decks app. And so the love maps app, sorry, um, I said love decks, love maps. And it's just like a deck of cards. So you would just see a blank picture of a blank card with text on it as if it were a card. And then you can swipe and see questions. And so there's lots of questions that you can ask to really dive deep and start structuring your map and making it strong and solid. And actually on the Gottman's website, which I'll provide all of these uh, resources in the show notes for you. So check those out. They have an actual literal card deck that they sell. So if you'd rather have tangible cards in your hand for a night like this for you guys to get together and go over these questions, um, you can go and purchase them there or you can just use the app. But when you're taking turns doing this exercise, you're talking about a subject or you're going through these questions and there are so many amazing questions in here. I'm actually going to pull it up on my own app on my phone here so we can uh, get, give you guys an idea of what kind of questions. So any type of question ranging from when is your partner's birthday? And I swipe, you know, what is the date of your anniversary? Uh, who is your partner's favorite relative? What is your partner's fondest dream as yet unachieved? Favorite flower, worst fears. Uh, what makes them feel the most competent? What turns your partner on sexually? What's your partner's favorite food? Favorite way to spend an evening? Um, what personal improvements does your partner want to make in his or her life? And so you would take turns, you would sit together facing one another, knee to knee, and you would pull a card from the deck, so to speak. You would ask, one of you would read the question aloud, and the other person would have to answer for the other person. So for example, um, what kind of present would your partner like best? So someone would read that aloud and the other person would have to answer and say, oh, okay, I think the present you would like the best would be a trip to the beach or a glass of wine, a bottle of wine of your favorite type of wine or something like that. And the trick here is to take turns answering those questions, but also not to keep score. And I know that's hard. A lot of people sometimes get competitive with this, but the whole point is restoring that connection like you did when you were first together, when you were first dating and rebuilding that and laying the foundation of your love map, drawing out a really detailed map. And so it's really not about who gets the most questions right, but it is insightful um, as far as how much information do you really know about your partner's inner world? Who is their best friend? Do they prefer to have dinner out or at home? Their favorite sport? If they Did they have a nickname as a child? And if so, what was it? Um, their favorite childhood memory or favorite TV show? a song that reminds them of their relationship. So the more that you can answer those types of questions for your partner, the more you know the answers to the questions for them, 
the stronger your love map is and the stronger the foundation for your relationship is. And so what I love about this activity is it's really fun. It's lighthearted. It's nothing really heavy or serious to bog somebody down. So a lot of times couples get caught up and get in serious mode and talk about, well, we have to have good communication. We have to do this right. We can't argue. And that can feel really intense. And what I love about the love maps is it just brings everything back to the basics of strengthening that connection to your relationship and having fun, getting to know one another like you did when you first met and feeling like you're dating again and just asking those fun, open-ended questions of getting to know one another, but in a new way because you know, pre-kids, post-kids, whatever their situation is, whatever your state in life is, um, you know, different types of jobs, we grow into different people. And so it's a beautiful opportunity to just feel like you have someone's back and that they have yours and you know each other so well. So give that a try. Check out the notes, the show notes for those resources for love note, love map questions. And, um, yeah, plan that special evening. Make sure you pick it and see how that goes for your mental wellness tip. I have a feeling you guys will feel super connected. You'll be majorly connecting out loud through that activity. Now for our Q&A for today, this is another question that I got off of social media. Someone messaged to me. And so if you want your question answered, feel free to message me on social media and let me know uh, if you want it to be anonymous or not. Now, certainly this does not replace therapy when I answer these questions um, because I don't know any details about your situation, but I'll do the best I can to give some thoughts and some advice. So this most recent question I said I received was about the pandemic. Um, This person said the pandemic caused a return to anxiety and their anxious symptoms. So they said, how can I get back to pre-pandemic levels of anxiety. They were doing really well. They had worked really hard for a couple of years, been to therapy and felt like they were doing well, but the pandemic caused a bit of a setback. So how can I get back to pre-pandemic levels and how can I help my spouse understand he doesn't really know what it's like to live with anxiety, they said. So a few thoughts about this. First, I do think that the pandemic has sort of laid this thick layer of sludge is kind of this blanket over everything that makes anything in life feel a little bit more intense than it would have pre-pandemic. So think about your average irritating situation. You're stuck in traffic or you're late for work or, you know, you burn the food, any type of basic situation that's a little annoying, but for the most part, you feel like, Uh, whatever, it's annoying, but after a few minutes, I'll calm down and get past it. Well, because we have this sort of COVID blanket over everything, that level of irritation goes up a couple of notches. Um, Just from, from us experiencing this complex situation of the pandemic, everything feels a little bit more intense. So I will say that because of that, it might take a little bit of time for you to feel like you're at a place where you're at those pre-pandemic levels of anxiety. And I don't mean to like cast this, you know, huge Debbie Downer type of attitude towards it. And I don't say this to not give a sense of hope, but what I mean is that it's going to take some time because we're experiencing truly um, a complex trauma through this pandemic. And it really does impact people in big ways and small ways. We all experience the stress of it differently. 
And so giving yourself permission to have a little bit of time to not rush out of this, to say that it's okay, that it's going to take time for my anxiety to feel like it's back in a normal level and a normal space um, because the pandemic is still ongoing. So I, I don't know if it's a good idea to expect you to be back to pre-pandemic levels while we're still in the middle of the pandemic. So allowing yourself to feel what you're feeling to a certain extent. But obviously, we still want to be working towards it so that when that moment comes, when we have uh, are past the pandemic, you can settle right back in and be right where you need to be. And so one of the things I would say to do during this time while you're waiting for that opportunity is self-care. Self-care is huge. Using all of those coping skills you've already learned in therapy to deal with your anxiety. But in addition to that, making sure you're taking time for yourself, whether that's exercise, eating healthy foods, getting enough sleep, all of the basics uh, that I think are very important, but also, you know, making sure you have quiet time. Are you taking time for prayer? Um, Are you having time with friends and family and not being isolated? Anything for you that's your typical go-to little emotional booster, making sure we're incorporating that in our life on a regular basis. And if you need a little support or a little reminder with that, going to therapy, I think can be really helpful with managing that as well. The other thing I'll say, as far as helping your spouse understand, I would use this love map exercise as an opportunity to share some of your inner world with your beloved. You could talk about a recent time when you felt anxious and, and I would say before you get into that, you know, first you would need to explain uh, the need for some emotional safety. You want to talk about that and um, sort of set, set it up so that we're not setting you both up for failure, but saying, you know, there's something that I really want to share with you that's important to me. I want to share with you what the anxiety has felt like for me. Um, so it might sound a little awkward or weird, or I'm worried that you might think I'm weird. Um, So when I share, like, please try not to laugh or anything like that or tease me because I'm really feeling vulnerable and I want to give you some insight into how I'm feeling. Please uh, honor this and respect this. So just sharing about that need for um, safety and a recent time when you felt anxious. And then um, you could even share about a childhood memory or early memory of anxiety that you experienced and the emotion connected to that memory. Was it that you were fearful in that moment? Were you helpless? Were you overwhelmed? And all of these things are so powerful in helping our beloved or our loved ones to know more about us, letting them into our hearts and letting them see what our experience is. And it's also going to give them more empathy for whatever we might be experiencing. They might know when you, um, you know, panic the next time something doesn't go well, they might think, okay, is this their anxiety? And is it connected to that childhood memory? Let me be a little more patient. Let me give them some grace in the midst of this. So I hope that helps. Like I said, I really love the love maps activity and you can do it anytime, as many times as you want. So make sure it's something you throw in there on a regular basis, at least once a year, just to check in and make sure you guys are on the same page and growing together. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe so that you can be updated every time a new episode comes out. If you want your question answered on the show, please uh, message me on social media and I'll do my best to get to it. And also leave a review. I would love to hear what you think. So 
Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time. If you have enjoyed this episode, you can find more Connecting Out Loud content on our Facebook and Instagram pages. As always, I appreciate each and every review. So if you can take some time to rate and review this show, I read each one and I love hearing from you. Be intentional and connect out loud. Thank you.